This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Well, in football, every day, something different happens. And the longer you leave it, the more stuff seems to happen. And that seems the case with Mansfield Town. The last time that we left you, we were on a surge of a run. We were doing really, really well. And then Hartlepool come to town with a new manager and we give away a two-goal lead. And then it goes to penalties against Derby County. And we're all there thinking, oh no, not another penalty shootout. And then the pendulum swings once again and Mansfield Town finally break their penalty shootout hoodoo and win their first since 2012 as they uh, get a bonus point which means that Alan Wilson is highly highly delighted that it went to penalties he won't be as delighted later on when I tell him that he doesn't actually get a bonus point more on that later on in the show hello and welcome to the Mansfield Matters podcast a special uh, pre-recorded edition again for you uh, once again apologies that we couldn't do something live just with time and things like that this week. It just hasn't worked out. There wouldn't be a time where we'd all be able to be together and uh, be live with you guys before the trip to Barrow on Saturday. So we're pre-recording. It's currently 20 past five on uh, on Wednesday night and it's all a bit of a whirlwind. Joining me to talk all things Mansfield Town by the power of the internet eventually. Thank God, touch wood and, and cross your fingers that it lasts for the entirety of the episode. We can say hello and good evening to the man who returned back from the Ian Greaves lower briefly to the Ian Greaves upper last night for the Derby game, Mr Clive Parkin. Welcome back to the Upper Heights. Uh, good evening, Craig. Um, good evening, Alan. And of course, the man who got to... I don't know whether he did it on his fingers, whether he had a little pen and a notepad trying to keep the score on the penalty shootout, but the man who did a sterling job with not only that, but also the halftime entertainment, it's Mr. Alan Wilson. <laughs> Good evening, Craig. Good evening, Clive. Good evening, everybody. <laughs> Apologies for my coughing fit. Uh, there might be a, a fair bit of that during the show uh, tonight. Uh, it's another reason why we've not all got together in one room. I'm absolutely fine, and it, there's nothing to do with the C word. I've just come back from a couple of days in London uh, with a with a nasty cold. It's what happens when you 
go on the tube and all that nastiness of the, the London underground. Um, and last night in the cold didn't help either. Um, let's delve in, I think. Where should we start? Should we start with last night or shall we delve all the way back to Hartlepool? I'll put it to the, I'll put it to the, uh, the panel. Alan, last night or Hartlepool first? Hartlepool. Clive, Hartlepool or Derby? Hartlepool. Well, let's start with Hartlepool then. Um, it was, uh, Clive, a frustrating night under the lights at One Course Stadium in the end. We played some good stuff for the majority, from what I can remember. And then we did a typical Mansfield Town thing of put our feet up, put the kettle on and think the game was over and done with. Yeah, it's a strange thing with Mansfield Town. There are some hard and fast rules emerging. One is we always lose to Sutton United. And the other one is we always give we always take a two-goal lead against Hartlepool and then draw two all. Um, it's baffling, really. I mean, we uh, we did everything we should have done to win that game against Hartlepool, and and, and it was only ourselves to blame that we didn't take all the points. Yeah, it uh, it was, and I know Nigel Clough wasn't massively happy after the game on uh, on Friday, Alan. But there were positives to take from it, and I think. You do have to factor in the fact that, you know, Hartlepool did have a new manager. Annoyingly, it's an old face in, in Keith Curl. And, you know, players do look for a reaction. If you look at results last night, they actually got their, their first win under him as well. So uh, clearly having an effect early doors. And I guess that Mansfield were a little bit of a casualty from that. If we were to take one positive, we didn't go on and lose. No, that's right, Craig. But uh, I just said, I, I personally thought we, we lost his balance and his shape. When he started changing people about and, you know, taking people off, bringing other people on, it ended up where Hawkins was, wasn't in the centre. When Kellen Gordon went off, it came to the right more often than not. And that's what was happening. You know, he was took out the centre. People were getting by him. You know, their winger were getting by him because he's not so fast. And it just we just sent to lose his shape a little bit. Whereas before, we looked pretty solid. Yeah, it's a, it, it's a frustrating thing uh, for sure. And I think one thing we perhaps need to, to look at, Clive, is, you know, Nigel Clough's handling of things. And I, I think he did he did that relatively well on uh, on Friday because everybody on social media was was blaming Riley Harbottle. You know, he was at fault for, for, for the two goals. He was certainly involved in the fault for the two goals. But dissimilar to Elliot Hewitt last season when he, he made his errors and, and Clough threw him under the bus with the old uh, it must be mates with the winger comment. This time he sort of said Harbottle made a mistake and left it at that. It didn't delve into him. And I think with a young player who's, let's not forget, playing his first competitive season of men's football, senior football, I think that was the right thing to do. I think it would have been terribly unfair to, to lay into the lad. He's had a good season with us so far. He's grown in confidence in every game, as far as I can see. Every player has a mistake in them, and he made it. Having said that, let's re remember, he scored one of the goals as well. So exactly. he, he has nothing to, uh, uh, to be forgiven for, really. And I think Clough was quite right to moderate his uh, frustration. Yeah, I think so. And I, I think that's another point, isn't it, Alan? You know, he is a young player you know, the young players are there to learn. And what we actually saw was a reaction against Derby. You know, he came off the bench, didn't he? You know, he's rested for that game as we knew he would be. Came off the bench to actually play at right back, a different position. Uh, we changed shape and things like that. We'll talk about that later on. But he came on and he put those mistakes out of his mind because you can go one of two ways as a young player when you make mistakes like that. You can let it eat you up and swallow you whole and let it destroy your career and then it destroy everything that you're working towards. Or you can go... 
I'm going to take this, this, this negativeness. I'm going to take this lesson. I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to, you know, solidify myself, ding, ding, and, uh, and sort myself out. And that's what he did. Yeah, I think it was quality when he came on. Same as quite a few of the uh, others when, the you know, the substitutes that he did change yesterday. And it seemed to be evident to me that, uh, I don't know if you saw the same, that Harbottle was playing with Swan, you know, directly type of mm. thing. Swan came out to the right. And I'm just wondering if that's how they used to play in the knots under 23 years. You know, whether he did play centre-back or whether he played mainly right-back because it was looking for uh, Swan a teaching every opportunity. And it, I thought they looked good, the pair. Yeah, it's certainly uh, one thing that I'm sure Nigel Clough would have uh, looked at. Let's go back briefly to uh, the Hartlepool game for a second, Clive. And, you know, it doesn't impact on our, our league position too much. You know, at the moment, we've played 11 games, um, seventh position, 20 points on the board. All right. Some fans will come out and go, well, it should have been 22 because we dropped two points. But, you know, it, it kept our unbeaten run at home going. I think that's the main important thing. When teams, you come up against teams like that, that are scrapping early doors, that are trying to get a foot back in the league, it's important to make sure that you don't, that you, it's important to make sure that you take at least something away from the game. And we did, albeit a point. Yeah, there's a long, long held adage in football. If you can't win, don't lose. And mm. we succeeded in that respect. And let's be fair, we can't win every game at home. And the, the fact that there's that expectation that we will is a burden. You need to be realistic in football. We're going to win games we shouldn't do and we're going to lose games we shouldn't do. And I think, you know, if everything was fair and equal, we would have taken all the points against Hartlepool. We didn't and it happened. And I think we just sort of put it behind us and move on. We're in a better position this time this year than we were this time last year. And we had a really good second half last year. So I don't think there's anything at all to worry about with the position we're in at the moment. Absolutely. I think, the, the, you know, there were a few frustrations, of course, naturally. But uh, I, I think that they'll be put behind us. And, you know, it means that we continue our unbeaten sequence and uh, we learn from our mistakes. And I think that brings us nicely to the Derby game because that was a night to experiment. That was a night to uh, uh, to have a little learn and have a little think for, for people and um, I was quite critical of Nigel Clough uh, a few weeks ago when we played Grimsby when he changed the, the side but he was stubborn enough to stick with his 3-5-2 Allen and last night he went back to uh, the formation we saw so often and so successful last season a back four three in midfield and then one in behind uh, the, the two strikers it worked really really well and the personnel that he put out last night for it if I saw that uh, starting 11 and saw them start in that formation, I would have no grumbles whatsoever because we had the right people in the right positions. No, it did. It was uh, it was a very entertaining evening, I thought. You know, both teams came out and they wanted to win it. And, uh, you know, it was uh, very enjoyable watching. And it, it was nice to see, uh, you know, the other people that don't normally get a game, such as you, Wallaces, and your other players, and they all did, uh, you know, relatively well. It's just a shame about the injuries w that we got, but the people who would be brought on when they got injured, you know, it just added to the fire, you know, and uh, it was quite a good game, I thought. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, very well-balanced game. Obviously, we ended up winning it on penalties. We'll talk more about that later on. Uh, that result does mean that at the moment, after three fixtures, we do top the group. However, uh, both uh, both Derby County and Grimsby Town 
um, have more fixtures to play. They've both yet to face um, Manchester City under-21s. And I also believe that Grimsby have also got to play... Uh, I don't know whether that adds up right or not, but... Uh, yeah, certainly, certainly both got to play Manchester City under-21s uh, in a fixture, which means that we could still not qualify if uh, Derby win that game or or even draw that game due to goal difference. So we're not quite qualified as yet. I would like to see us qualify. Nigel Clough has said he'd like to see us qualify because it means, um, you know, one more round will give us another game in November, game in November to keep players ticking over and things like that. So... We'll cross our fingers and see what happens. But in terms of the game itself, Clive, we put on a really good display last night, I thought. You know, Derby did change a lot of players because Paul Ward wanted to have a look at uh, a few others, having just taken the job, as you naturally would do. But they were still a very good competitive side and gave us a real game. I really enjoyed the game. I think Derby have got a, a good squad of players and, and there's quality throughout the, the, the team. He, like Clough, would want to see his fringe players getting involved, and I think they all worked hard to try and uh, impress. As you know, I'm not a huge fan of the uh, Suet Dumpling Cup, but we, um, we've we got close to being qualified now, and, and I've, I've, I've taken a bit of a shine to it. Um, oh, um, yeah, yeah, because we're close yeah. to being able to win something. <laughs> Glory again. hunting. They all, yeah, they all come off the bench now, don't they? And I'm pleased that we didn't suffer too many uh, knocks and bruises last night. Um, and it was really refreshing to see the away end full. And I'm very vocal as well. And of course, we had an attendance of what 3,700, which is pretty much unheard of uh, for this uh, rather strange competition. So I, I, there were lots of positives last night. I thought the uh, it was well worth getting out on a miserable night to go and watch. Yeah, it certainly was. If only for Alan Wilson's uh, halftime entertainment show, really. I mean, at what point were you told about what was happening at halftime, Alan? Because... Seems about, so seamless. About twenty past five, <laughs> I went to fetch the script, script. I went up to Steve and fetched the script as usual, and he just said that we'd got because he'd already texted me during the day saying that we'd got a minute's silence for the Indonesian tragedy. Yeah. So I went round to see the ref like I normally do. We sorted that out how he wanted to play it out because every ref, every referee has a different way of doing things. So that's why I did the teams early, but. It told me about this, and I thought, well, you know, it'll go either one or two ways. It'll either go positively or it'll die there. And I think it, it was, was all Alan, right. to interrupt you, it was interesting that you announced there would be a period of silence, starting with and finishing with the referee's whistle. Yes. Um, that's a very much more flexible way of saying it, because we actually had 40 seconds of silence, which I think was long enough, quite honestly. Everybody wants the I game agree. to get on. Um, oh, I didn't. I didn't know that, and I know it's usually a minute, but he did well, say. You, did, you didn't say a minute, and and I think the referee took a, took advantage of the flexibility. Uh, going back to the half-time thing, what amazes me when you you were announcing the the, the competition, I was looking for this mat to be rolled out, um, <laughs> and it turns out to be a beer mat. <laughs> it was yeah, quite a beer mat. Let's be fair, but when Steve-O told me that about what we're planning on doing. I said, because first of all, he said, he said there's going to be a competition and it's going to involve, you know, possibly winning uh, pizza for a year. And my ears pricked up. I thought, oh, I'm having weird chance here. <laughs> Probably, doesn't, it get rather, it? doesn't it get rather dry halfway through the year, this pizza? <laughs> I mean, but, I, uh, yeah, it went down all right, I thought. 
Firstly, I think you'd have nailed it, Alan, to be honest, if you'd have had a go. But you, you, <laughs> Nick, right, if we get through to the next round, because obviously it's a Papa John's competition, this and not a yeah. club competition, which is a shame because it's a really good idea. Um, I, you know, I think you should set the standard. You should say, this is how it's done, lads. I'm going to give you an example. <laughs> this is how it's done. Bosh. And then, you know, take the, uh, take the pizza. Get Although the I do... I do have one slight question to ask. I mean, you seem so comfortable asking it, um, and this will slightly play to my ego a little bit, but uh, forgive me. You've obviously, you know, taken some inspiration from my press conferences last year because one of your questions to uh, the, the the contestant, shall we say, on the pitch, yeah. on the pitch was, "Hey, hang on a minute, come back here. What's your favourite pizza?" It's not quite the same standard, is it? But, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get your point. But the, the young gentleman from Woodhouse, you know, he was very quiet. That he was. Very quiet indeed. Where do you come from, Woodhouse? Woodhouse. Not really, you know, there weren't a lot coming from him. But, you know, he did his best and it was close. And uh... the, the other the other guy was geographically optimistic. He says, oh, I come from Warsaw. It's 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> It must go in. It must go in the uh, chairman's helicopter. All I was hoping and praying was the microphone would last, you know, because I don't think yeah. I've been that far down out of the range before. But it sent fine, so that it was, was good. Uh, that it was. was. A bonus. I, I enjoyed it, and to be honest, I want to see a more of Alan Wilson in a black tank top. So that you know, it suits you really well, um, and and because you know you wear suits quite often, you do look dapper. But last you sort of you looked chilled last night. You looked relaxed at ease. Yeah, well, I did. That's the uh, Papa John's gear, that is. But, <laughs> I no, look like I, a let, dude. Let me rephrase that for you. That's, let me rephrase that for you. That's the, I don't really give a shit how I, about tonight. There's only going to be 10 people there. That's that gear, isn't it? <laughs> no, I think you're, you're missing an opportunity, Alan. I think you should go out dressed as a big slice of pizza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> sure, that's a good hand quite well. I have enough people moaning about my uh, work as it is, so I don't give them any more for, oh. cause for uh, entertainment against me. Either way, it was expertly held together, and I'd love, to see, I'd, I'd love to see more of it. And next time, you know, I think you could nail it. I, I, I think <laughs> you'd be absolutely spot on. Shall we get back to the game? Because, you know... Yeah, let's talk about the penalties. Because later, later, <laughs> as entertaining as Alan Wilson's winner year supply of pizza... By the way, that just shows how stingy, last point on this, that Papa John's actually are, because the mat was the size of a beer mat, and there was, unless you are a highly skilled footballer, in fact, I think a professional footballer would need more than two goes to get it but to land to, on the mat. But to be fair to Steve, though, when I first got the uh, news about it, it, the ball had to land on the mat, you know, whole of the ball on the mat. But then Steve O said, no, he said, it is, you know, it, it is difficult. So he says, so long as it's touching the mat, it'll do. So, which is fair comment. It is fair comment, to be fair. But again, highlights how stingy Papa John's are. It must be on the mat. No, I don't think anyone's getting that. I think a year's supply of pizza is absolutely nailed on. Because let's face it, anyone that's been to Papa John's will know that a year's supply of pizza is the equivalent to about 40 grand. Right, uh, let's talk about the the, uh, the game itself, shall we? We've touched upon it a little bit. You know, uh, one, I guess, negative, Clive, was, was the injuries. But if you're going to spit a positive out of a negative, it's the fact that the injuries came to players who at the moment, and this is no disrespect to said players, aren't massively involved in in the league. They're sort of playing the, you know, the part of the reserves, if you like. Kieran Wallace, 
not a regular starter. John Joe O'Toole, all right, you can argue, has been up until perhaps the last four or five weeks or so. Um, and they were the two, really, that, 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 that took the knock. So Nigel Clough, I don't think, will have been too disappointed with that. Certainly not the Wallace one, maybe a little bit the O'Toole one, I think he might be fretting on. Well, neither of them have got really crippling injuries. I mean, they're, no. they're not welcomed at any stage, but I, think, I don't see them missing through their injuries more than one fixture. Um, in fact, knowing how hard Mr O'Toole tends to be, I would imagine once he's had his stitches in, he'll be happy to play again. But yeah. I, 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 don't, uh, I don't think we, we came out of it uh, badly, really. It could have been so much worse. These games have a habit of throwing nasty, stupid injuries in, and uh, it didn't happen, so... I'm pleased enough with that. I'm looking forward to a, to a good strength squad taking to take up to Barrow anyway. Yeah, certainly. I have to. You've got to give Paul Warren, Richie Bark, and Matt Hamshaw a lot of credit as well, Alan, for the way that they approached last night's game because it's quite easy when you are a group of players who are under new management to go in hard on players, try and catch the eye of a manager by doing silly little flicks, silly little tricks going in hard on tackles, that sort of thing. But they didn't. Paul Warren and his team was, no, we want to play football. We want to create an entertaining brand of football. That's what we want to see from you. And that matched our style very, very well, I thought, and, and contributed to a real good game. I don't know if you noticed as well. You know, the first two chances that they had where they put, you know, the, the big striker put it really wide, like Lucas did when he had a shot. And there was another chance as well that he missed, uh, another chap missed. And Warren and Barker and Hamshaw all got up and applauded the effort. They didn't, you know, they weren't chucking their arms up and saying, oh, you know, they were moaning about it. They just got on with it and they applauded it, which I uh, thought was fair play to them, you know, because, you know, they didn't score, obviously. And, you know, they went quite wide, but, uh, you know, they were pleased with what they saw. Yeah, and this, but they all spoke really passionately as well. I know Richie Barker did an interview with Rams TV about his time at Mansfield briefly and Paul Warren in his press conferences as well has sort of spoken about how we play under Nigel Clough and has been quite complimentary. So uh, that yeah. really, really contributed uh, well last night. I thought our play at times was really, really good. I was really pleased, Clive, to see us go back to that back four last night. The only thing <laughs> that I wanted to see differently last night was Give McLaughlin a rest. He's played pretty yeah, much every looking, game, hasn't he? He's looking, he's looking really tired, I have to say, and it's affecting the quality of his game. Um, and that's a shame because he's been, you know, one of our star assets for a while now. Um, maybe a couple of games on the bench might do him a bit of good, actually. But we are short of people who can play in that uh, left-back position. That's the problem. We don't, he doesn't have an awful lot of competition within the squad. See, I'm, I slightly disagree with that. I think if he plays with the back four, I think Hewitt can sit there very, very yeah, yeah. comfortably yeah. and Harbottle down the, the right-hand side as well. I think. But if we're playing with wing-backs, we're playing with wing-backs, yes. there's nobody really competing yeah. for the slot. That's what I'm saying. So. Yeah, unless was... you were willing to give Jason Law a, a shot, but I think that would actually be backwards in his development because I think he's a much better centre-attacking midfield, you know, sitting just off the, the front two than he is a wing-back. Yeah, but how well did Hewitt play? To be fair, because when they when they took McLaughlin off, and I said to Kieran, you know, in the box, mm. I said, "Oh dear, you know, are they going to change it? Who's going to go where?" And then uh, when I saw Hewitt go over there, I was a bit, oh, "No, I'm not so sure of that." But it played superbly, to be fair to him. Yeah, Hewitt so is one of our star players in an understated way. Yeah, uh, and I think you know it's it's to the credit of him and the club that they've. Uh, 
had a little wobble early on, and they've, they've put it behind him. And I think he's, you know, he's one of the first names on the on the team sheet, as far as I'm concerned. But can I make a a, a word for uh, Mr. Flinders? You I can. Yeah. He, he he performed very very well. He <laughs> made did. a couple of decent saves, and it it reassures me that we're not that completely dependent on uh, Pim. And I take I take back everything I said about uh, Flinders in his performance against Grimsby. Not. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's a different. He played game, very well. It? He played very well last night. Yeah, he, and he, wasn't he, it lovely to see Mr. Boateng? Oh, oh, he was a bloke, star, absolute that star. That bloke, is, well, it's just quality through and through. First ten minutes, he, he was a little quiet, you know, getting into the game, which you can understand. But once he got a foothold in the game, there were no stops. His it. distribution was superb. I don't think yeah. he missed one once he got his he got up to speed. Um, the only doubt was when he ran out, when he was going to run out of energy. He's been out, off the game for a while. Yeah. And I think 60 minutes was as much as you could sensibly expect him to perform. But it, I mean, I think he's uh, an absolute gem. And provided he can play like that against normal League Two teams, we've got a really good bloke in the in the midst of our uh, um, creative department. Yeah, and it gives Nigel Clough a real headache as well with uh, with with how he wants to play because the other thing to, to consider last night is you know Clough did change his tactics Alan like we say going to the back four and things yeah. like that um, versus the, the back three with wing backs I thought we looked a lot we looked comfortable going forward and I think we looked a little bit more um, solid defensively as well up against a really good hungry derby side yes we were cut open on one or two occasions but I think if you um, contradict that with Kellen Gordon playing right back Hewitt going into centre back, Harbottle going into centre back, and then McLaughlin in his national natural left back position, rather than it being Hewitt at right back, Percho tall in the middle, um, or or vice versa. I think we probably don't make as many of those uh, er- those errors. I think uh, it could be something for for Clough to consider again. His comments were we wanted to have a look at it again, which means which means in my head knowing. Nigel Clough or trying to read Nigel Clough as uh, we often do that he's thought about it too that he knows that at some point we're going to need to revert back to back to it and he needs to make sure everybody's sharp and it's nice to see that he started with it you know not yeah. having to change mid-game you know he actually went with the plan and said these are the players I've got or you know what's given to me you know because of the not the injuries, but you know the other players being rested, and he was uh, fully uh, focused on it, and I thought it worked well. And I think we got a little bit more out of Will Swan uh, last night, Clive. Yeah. A few around me were critical of his finishing, uh, and you know what? Probably to, to to some degree, right? He didn't quite take the chances that he wanted to, but he looked no. it looked it looked lively again last night. He looked like he could running behind, getting to good, some good areas and, and link up quite well. And I think sometimes as a young striker, similar to what we were saying about Harbott uh, earlier on, it's only his second senior loan move. He didn't really play much at Port Vale when he went there. It's his first proper run in a side. I think sometimes you need that, uh, you need that type of game where you're not taking your chances, but you're creating chances, you're creating space and you're looking lively. And I mean, look what he did against, uh, who did when he scored. You know, that was a quality finish and he hadn't been he'd only been on a couple of minutes, hadn't he, when Law put him through. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, the lad's got pace, natural pace. He's a swift player. Um he he doesn't always do the right thing once he's taken the player on and beat him, a bit like CJ used to be, if you like. He um 
he's got to grow into his role. And I think you only, he'll only ever do that if he gets a regular run out. But to bring him on as a cameo player, he's asking too much of him, I think. But uh, no, I, I think he's, he's a player that's got a future. Won't be with us, I don't think. I think Forrest will take him back. But we uh, we need to make the most of him we can this year. But he's certainly the one of the... In the absence of Oates, he's our quickest forward, isn't he? Yeah, and I don't think we've missed... When we play like that, controlling the midfield as we did and uh, creating the chances through the likes of uh, Hiram Botang yesterday and George Maris as well and, and Jason Law as well, looking very, very lively involved he in that good. too. He looked good. He looked very good indeed. Um you know, I don't think we've missed Oates too much. And actually what it does, it puts uh, a little bit of uh, water in the mouth when you start thinking about adding Oates back into that and, and playing that way. We've, you know, we, we've done so well without three or four key players who you would say would start every single week. And we've still got them to come back in. I mean, it, the other players have stepped up to the plate, haven't they? You know, Latsley is now, seems to be firing on all cylinders like he did, you know, before he got injured. 18 months yeah. ago or whatever yeah. it was, you know, and they, they're all complementing each other, I think. And when you've got Artigan to come into the mix as well again, it, you know, same as you say, flavour in the mouth, it's looking uh, very positive. Yeah, it certainly is. And uh, things must be going well in some degree, Clive, because Mansfield Town penalty shootout win, not words <laughs> you'd put in the same <laughs> sentence together without the words aren't going to. But then they did. Or didn't. <laughs> yeah. But then they, they did. You, you, yeah, first time since the FA Cup play, uh, round against, was it Slough? Yeah. yeah. I wonder if you've remembered that from last night when I told you. Um, <laughs> yes. Let me start again. Craig told me last night. Thank you. It's the first time. We, <laughs> and then I, what I, he didn't tell me, and I'm going to add to this little conversation, is that we went on to get promoted that season. Yes, we did go on to get promoted. There you back. go. So well that might be a, an omen. May, it, it may well be, yes. We went on to play Liverpool. Yes. Match of the day. And then we got promoted that season. So I'll have yes. a bit of that if we can get it. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, we have since lost numerous penalty shootouts. And it's a stat which I'm now glad is, is over. Um, but I think there was one critical thing last night. And I don't know whether you would have had a better view of it than what... Uh, we would have sort of been pitch, uh, pitch level. And that is the end in which the penalties were taken because I am a massive believer in, uh, you know, crowds being able to pull, create an atmosphere yeah. and pull it in. Had it been at the uh, North stand and in front of a, a packed, packed-ish derby end, minus those that had to leave for the last train. We'll come on to that later. Um, <laughs> and with the cube lot there as well, I think it took a little bit of pressure off both... Uh, sets of what at that point were relatively young players as well by going to the quarry lane and I don't know whether we won the toss or they did or whatever but it it, it worked yeah I'm going to say I assume obviously there would be a toss because I could see I don't as soon as it had been done I saw the referee point to the quarry lane and I thought well that's a good start yeah. but you know I was thinking of Nathan's you know when uh, Nathan said last week about uh, being a bit down and it has the adverse effect. And I was thinking, well, if I put, I wanted, Man, obviously wanted Mansell to win the penalty shootout, which I'd said there would be one. Oh, yeah. there we go. But, and I thought, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. they're not good enough at the moment. I'll just go with Derby. But I was ple pleasantly surprised because there were some cracking penalties. 
They were. I mean, let's let's uh, address the ones that missed first, right? Oh. Luke, right. This is the only time I'm going to have a rant in this podcast today. It's the only time. Um, Lucas Aikens, if we ever win a penalty, never, ever, ever dare pick the ball up again unless you're going to have the brain sense to go another way. You went left the first time you took it at at, at, uh, at Donny and scored. Then you got the other one. Where was it? Colchester, was it? Clive, yeah. where missed? Um, went the same way and it was uh, saved. Um, never go the same way. And then to go the same way again... No, it was too easy. Just, just, just don't take penalties again. Uh, and Jason Law, oh, I just felt so sorry for him. I wanted to come yeah, put my arm around him last night because he had the chance to win it and sort of be be a hero and things like that. And he just he tried the thing which younger players do to try and generate that power in your movement when re- and he didn't get the power on it when really no. all he needed to do was absolutely just lace it. Um, so I felt I felt sorry for him. But to be fair. Keeper guesses the other way, it goes in and it's a good calm penalty. So yeah. unlucky, I th- felt I him. But my rant is Lucas Aikens, stay away from penalties. You're not good enough. Lucas Aikens didn't have a particularly good game, I don't think. No. In fact, I think the last two games he hasn't particularly contributed. Now, I'm not going to tear him to pieces for that because he's done other things on other games. And yeah. I think he's had enough criticism undeservedly earlier in the season. So mm. I'll, I'll forgive him that. But he wasn't as influential. That's yeah. probably a measure of the, the opposition more than anything. Yeah. Um, but to miss penalties is, uh, especially for a seasoned player like that, he didn't give it enough clout for a start. And you're right, he needs to be, mix it up a bit. Yeah. It was and if you don't know where to put it, belt it as if your life depended on it. Yeah, you know, I mean, you look you look at a penalty shootout, and you speak to any goalkeeper, they will they will tell you the same thing. Nine times out of ten, they are diving, and the, the case is proven. In I can't remember whose penalty it was last night. Uh, Carson, is it Carson? The, the what's his, uh, Loach? Sorry, uh, the uh, the Derby goalkeeper um, only stood still for one of them because he thought yeah. he, he's going to hit it down the middle. Every other time, both keepers dived and. Flinders said the same thing in his post-match interview. I was going to dive. Uh, you know, yeah. I was going to dive. So he took the decision, or I think I was advised by Pim to dive yes. to yeah. his left for every penalty, mm. which you've got a fifty percent chance of guessing right if you do that. I don't yeah, know what the stats are that say more penalties are shot down to the goalkeeper's uh, left, in other words, to the right as you take it. I don't know. I mean, most play there are more right-footed players. I guess that's got something to do with it, but. Uh, um, I just think that um, it, there's a bit of luck involved in saving penalties. You've got oh, to be, you've yeah. got to be quick to, to dive one way or the other, otherwise the ball's out of your reach. Yeah. And if you stand still, you're going to one is going to hit you in the face. I mean, you're going to save. Um, it's a difficult one. I would. I mean, it's the worst thing about being a goalkeeper. You, 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 the only thing I would say is you're not expected to save them. When you do save them, you're a bit of a hero. Well, they've yeah. got nothing to lose, have they? That's mm-hmm. it. I mean, uh, it, it's, a, it's a it's a difficult one because you know it's hardly it's hardly like it would have been had it gone to penalties against Northampton in the playoffs or, or whatever, because the expectation's different. It was, we were literally playing for an extra bonus point, which may or not, yeah. may or may not prove the difference in us getting through the group. Craig, just remind me, how does this bonus point thing works? Did we get anything for winning the game? Right. Yes and no. Yes and no. So we drew, this is where I'll explain the podcast predictions as well, because it, it, it goes into it. Alan, you said your prediction was to draw one all. Yeah. Um, and for Derby to win on penalties, yeah? Yes. So, in terms of podcast predictions, you get the points because we drew one all. Yeah. 
because that was the outcome of the 90 minutes. Are you with yeah. me so far, Clive? Yes. Right. So in the outcome of 90 minutes, if you draw one all in the Football League, how many points do you get? One. So we have one point in the bank. Right. Derby also got one point. But the point of the bonus point situation, the point of the bonus point penalties is, what happens in the group if all three games, all three to all three teams, all four teams, all three games draw every single game and there's nothing to separate them? Well, they're all on three points, aren't they? Yeah. So they need something to separate. They all draw no nil. They're all on three points, all on the same goal difference, nothing to separate them. So bonus point penalties works like this. You get one point for the draw and then you get given an extra point if you win the penalty shootout. So we got a point for a draw and we got a point for winning the shootout. Therefore, we got two points in total. So we got three points for the game against Manchester City under 21s. Correct. We got zero points at Grimsby. Correct. And we got two points last night. Which equals... Five. Five points, which at the moment puts us at the top of the group, but Derby still have a game to play. So they've still got, I think they've still, yeah, they've still got um, Man City under 23s to play. So when they inevitably beat them, we may not qualify depending on what Grimsby do. I don't know, but it's all very tight. I don't think we'll qualify. You never know your luck. If we'd have won the game, we probably would have qualified, but there you go. Um, And in terms of podcast predictions, uh, Alan, let me clear that one up for you. You predicted that Derby would win on penalties. Yeah. Therefore you get nothing. Yeah. Yeah, I understand that. There you go. I just I, I just wanted because just wanted to clear that up because I didn't want people thinking, well I predicted it'll go to penalties so I get a bonus oh, no. point for predicting that now. You only get no, the, know, the bonus point if you get point, right. if, if Stags won the penalty uh, if Derby had won the penalty shootout, <laughs> there would have been a bonus point. I understand that, but I'm just pleased to lose the bonus point and Stags win the penalty shootout. That's Absolutely. fine. Absolutely. Well, you know, you got the points elsewhere, didn't you? For yeah. uh, for there you go. Um right. Um, we nearly have run out of time, um, so let's turn our attention very, very quickly to Barrow. Last season was an entertaining trip up there, Clive. Looking forward to a long journey, I'm sure, uh, but they are in sixth place. They've done a really, really well so far this season. Uh, they're yet to draw. Seven wins, four defeats. Going to be a tough test against them, isn't it, on Saturday afternoon? Tougher than last year. We They rolled over a bit last year. Oates marmalised them in the first minute, didn't they? Um I just think it'll be a really good test. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Give us your prediction then. Stags are going to win 1-0. Ooh, tight. And the goal? 37. 37 minutes. Right, Alan, I'm going to come to you next. I think it's going to be a very tight affair. You know, the both teams are playing well, but now that we've won three on the bounce away... You know, irrespective how yeah. we're doing at home, and you know, losing losing the two goal uh, cushion, I think we've uh, upped it away, and it's going to be two one to the Stags, and the first goal is going to scored in the twenty second minute. Twenty second minute. I am going to go for a three uh, one win. I'm also going to go quite early again. I think we've scored in the eighth minute. If you want to get involved with podcast predictions, the link is in the description. You must do it one hour and one minute before kickoff. And uh, you can't do it via social media. It has to be done via the link. We'll put uh, Nathan's prediction. We'll put uh, Cam's prediction on our social media pages um, as well. Um, And we'll put the updated league table. I was winning the league at the end of the last month. 
I have to uh, tell you, at some point in this month, Alan Wilson had climbed over me in the table. But the wow. last time that I looked, I, I think we'd gone back to level points. But yeah. there are a few listeners that are ahead of us. So it's very, very tight in the table. Oh. And all will be revealed. That's all we've got time for uh, tonight, though. Uh, my thanks to Clive. My thanks to Alan for getting involved uh, in this pre-recorded podcast. We will be back. Um, with the Mansfield Matters podcast next week. Have we got a game midweek? I don't think we have, have we, this time around? I don't think so. I don't, I don't think we have. Let's have a quick look on the uh, the calendar because I can't remember off the top of my head. No, I we haven't. So. so we will be either back live with you on uh, Monday or Tuesday. Stay tuned to our social media channels to find out when and continue to follow the journey with Mansfield Matters. Why? Because win, lose or draw, penalty shootouts or rock, paper, scissors, or getting a ball onto a match-winning gear supply of pizza. Mansfield will always matter. We'll see you next time. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure. 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.